You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins and the Giants opened up a four-game weekend series. Sandy Alcantara has been sensational. And he went opposite of the left-hander, Alex Wood. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Welcome back to Lone Depot Park, where tonight Sandy Alcantara and the Marlins have beaten the San Francisco Giants by the final score of 3 to nothing. Good way to start this seven-game homestand. First of a four-game set against the Giants, who had beaten the Marlins twice in three games in San Francisco to begin the regular season this year. Those three games all decided by a single run. And for the longest time tonight, this was a one-run game also before the Marlins pushed across a couple of add-on runs in the sixth inning. But, Sandy, what more can you say? Magnificent again tonight. He was in some trouble, it seemed, in inning number one. With one out, Mikey Stremski doubled, and Wilmer Flores walked. A Jock Peterson drive to the wall in center was run down by Brian De La Cruz for the second out. Stremski advanced to third. Both men at the corners and two down. Sandy struck out Luis Gonzalez. It was a 25-pitch inning, but it was a scoreless inning for Sandy in the top of the first. Marlins facing Alex Wood would go down after leadoff hit by John Birdie in their half of the first. In the second, they would grab the lead. Javi Garcia led things off with an infield single. He took second base on a Miguel Rojas walk. And with one out, Marlins had met at first and second for the catcher, Jacob Stallings. Just Stallings, right-handed batter, ground ball through the left side. That's a base hit. Garcia's going to be waved at third toward the plate. He comes. Peterson's throw is up the line. Gets away, goes to the backstop. Runners move up to second and third. It's 1-0 Miami. So Stallings knocks in his 18th run of the season. That's his fourth RBI against the Giants. And at that point with a 1-0 lead, Sandy got on a really good roll in this ball game. After allowing two of the first three batters to reach... In inning number one, he would retire the next five straight, give a leadoff single to Joey Bard in the third inning, set down three in a row. A lot of leadoff infield hit to Jock Peterson in the fourth, set down the next three. Issued a one-out walk to Joey Bart in the fifth inning, but then got a double play ball, pitched a one, two, three, sixth. Sandy Cruz along with that one-nothing lead. And in the bottom of the sixth, the Marlins would finally extend the advantage. Alex Wood was still out there for the Giants. And he got the first out, Jazz Chisholm, a fly ball to left, part of an 0-4 for night for the Marlins' second baseman. But when Jorge Soler ripped a ground ball single through the shift on the left side, Marlins had a man at first with one out. That would be it for Wood, pulled after five and the third innings and 90 pitches tonight. Camilo Doval, who leads the team with eight saves, came out of the bullpen in the sixth inning, trying to keep the game at one to nothing. But with a man on and one out, he ran into Jesus Aguilar. On 2-1, there's a line drive down the left field line. That's a fair ball, just barely, down into the corner. Soler's coming all the way around to score. It's an RBI double for Jesus Aguilar. And the Marlins get a big add-on run. It's 2-0 in the sixth. Double number eight, RBI number 21 for the Marlins' first baseman, Aguilar. And with two outs, Jesus was still at second base for shortstop Miguel Rojas. 2-1 2-1 pitch to Miguel Rojas. Bouncy ball up the middle and into center field for a hit. With two outs, they'll send Aguilar. Yastrzemski's throw to the plate is up the line. Not in time. Miggy down to second, and it's 3-0 Miami. 
And that would be plenty for Alcantara and the bullpen in this ball game. Sandy, by the way, with a milestone when he struck out Jason Vosler leading off the fifth inning, picked up his 500th career major league strikeout, ran up his seventh and eighth cage of the night in a one, two, three, sixth inning. Then in the seventh, he was already at 104 pitches through six, but he stayed out there. Marlins with a beleaguered bullpen after the long doubleheader at Coors yesterday. Sandy got out number one in the seventh on a Luis Gonzalez drive out to the left field. A nice leaping catch just shy of the wall by Luke Williams, the newcomer for the first out. Then Tyro Estrada, a comebacker to the pitcher for the second out. So with two outs and nobody on in the seventh inning. Sandy nearing the end of his night, leading 3-0 and facing the shortstop, Donovan Walton. Nobody on two down in the seventh. The 1-1 is nubbed into center field. Miggy goes out and he makes the leaping catch. Miggy stayed with that ball, racing out into center field, left his feet, pulled it down, and Sandy Alcantara has thrown seven scoreless against the Giants tonight. He has completed seven innings for a fifth consecutive start. This is his fifth straight start of at least seven innings with one or no runs allowed. What a job by Sandy tonight. You'd imagine at this point his night is probably over. That last pitch for Alcantara, number 111, but wouldn't put anything by him. Two good defensive <laughs> plays here. And for Sandy, seven innings of three-hit scoreless baseball tonight. Walked two, struck at eight, 111 pitches, 73 strikes. He began the night fourth in the National League in ERA. He ends the night first in the National League with a 1.81 earned run average. Pablo Lopez, his teammate, is second at 1.83 going to be a lot of fun you'd like to think watching these two go back and forth as we continue down the stretch here in this 2022 season they are one and two in the national league and earned run average Alcantara and Lopez so now it's up to the bullpen to get the final six outs in a three nothing game Stephen Okert got the eighth inning against this lefty heavy lineup for San Francisco and he walked the first man Jason Vossler but he came back with a strikeout of Joey Bart. He then got pitch hitter Evan Longoria on a fly ball to the warning track in the right field corner for the second out. And when Mike Yastrzemski popped to second, the Giants were done in the eighth, and Miami was three outs away from a victory here, leading 3 nothing. Tanner Scott got the ninth inning, looking for his second save of the season, the third of his big league career. Came out of the bullpen, throwing a lot of strikes. He got Wilmer Flores to fly to right, for out number one, he caught Jock Peterson looking. Called strike three for out number two. And with two outs, nobody on a 3 nothing lead. Scott was a strike away from ending this one facing the right fielder for San Francisco, Luis Gonzalez. They play Gonzalez to pull. Not an all-out shift on the infield, though. The 3-2. Got him swinging! And the Marlins win the series opener 3-0 over the San Francisco Giants. Nicely done in the ninth by Tanner Scott. Sets down the side. One, two, three. A couple of strikeouts. And the Marlins, after the long day and night of baseball in Denver, the long flight home last night, come out tonight and take the series opener from the Giants. 3-0 the final. Miami now 2-2 two two against the Giants this year with the victory. Marlins improved to 11-12 here at Lone Depot Park with the series opening win. So for the Marlins, their third shutout win of the season, 3-0 over the Giants. A combined three-hit shutout. Alcantara won seven, Okert and Scott an inning each. They combined to walk three and strike out 11 in this game. Marlins with three runs on seven hits, no errors, six left. For the Giants, no runs, three hits in an error. They leave five. 
Sandy Alcantara, the winning pitcher, 6-2. Beats Alex Wood, who falls to 3-5. Wood allowed two runs on four hits and five in the third. Walked two, struck out five. 90 pitches, 58 strikes. Tanner Scott, two Ks in a perfect ninth inning for his second save of the year. Time of the ball game, two hours, 34 minutes. Second fastest game of the season for the Marlins. Miami with the victory is 21 and 28 on this season. Now 11 and 12 here at Lone Depot Park. Giants with the loss fall to 27 and 23. Now 14 and 12 on the road this season. San Francisco had started hot 13 and 5 through April 26th. Now 14 and 18 over the last 32 games for the third place team in the National League West. Some notes on Sandy Alcantara tonight. We mentioned his 500th career strikeout, getting Jason Blossler swinging for the first out in the fifth inning. That was just the beginning of the fun for the Marlins ace right-hander. With his seven innings of three-hit shutout ball tonight, he has now worked at least seven innings and allowed one or no earned runs in each of his last five consecutive starts. That's tied for the second longest such streak in club history. Kevin Brown had seven straight starts of at least seven innings with one or no earned runs allowed. But it was over two seasons in the case of Kevin Brown. Three starts to end 1996 and then four to begin the 1997 season. And then Josh Johnson had five straight starts of at least seven innings with one or no earned runs allowed. That was in 2010. So the Alcantara streak matches Johnson for the longest in a single season by a Marlin. It's two behind Kevin Brown, who did it that over two seasons, 96 and 97. What a job by Alcantara. Six and two with a league best 1.81 ERA. Leads the league with 74 and two-thirds innings pitched as he beats the Giants tonight three to nothing. Sandy eight Ks. Steven Okert one. Tanner Scott two. A total of 11 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers tonight. The Marlins and Auto Nation working together again this season to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. 11 Ks tonight, $275 for the season now. 435 strikeouts by Marlins pitchers through 49 games. That's $10,875 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins blank the Giants, three to nothing. Alcantara with his sixth win of the season. And that ERA now at sub two, it just keeps going down, down, and down. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the win. Um, Donnie, Sandy, seven solid. Again, just uh, how important was it to just be able to rely on him, especially after how many arms were using the bullpen yesterday? Well, I didn't really think about that um, too much with the, the other arms from yesterday. I thought we were, really came out of that. Obviously used a lot of guys, but nobody got really overused outside of Anthony. But Sandy was just kind of, you know, doing what he does. Um, yeah, it's, you know, obviously that stuff's pretty special. And then they made him work. Honestly, they're not a club that's going to come swing early. You know, for the most part, they're going to make you throw strikes. They're going to make you work. Uh, they had his pitch count up actually really, you know, pretty good ways early on. And, and he just kind of keeps hanging in there and gets better as the game goes. With that being said, where his pitch count was out from, what kind of went into the decision? What did you see from him specifically that made you feel comfortable sending him back out there for the seven? I always feel comfortable sending Sandy back out for the most part, as long as this pitch count's in order. And then really we rely on Jake a little bit there, um, just how his stuff was playing. He said he hadn't lost anything at all. 
Uh, and we wouldn't let him go too far. We were going to be we we're going to be careful with him there. Uh, we had the lefty up early uh, with their lineup, so <clears throat> we, we're comfortable that you know. That, We've seen Sandy enough now to know that as the game gets going, he just gets almost gets better at the end, and and so he gets smoother. It gets easier for him, um, so it's easy to send him back out and, and trust that you know he's good. The defense coming up with some big plays in the seventh. Luke Williams with the catch, and then Miggy with getting that, that ball from the third out. Yeah, I thought Luke's play was was big there because you know it's a situation they're trying to get something going. Uh, and you know if that ball gets over his head, then they got a little something going, and, and we're probably going to be in the bullpen fairly quick. Um, but he makes that play, and like you said, Mickey makes the play in center. Um, yeah, it was it was good there. You mentioned you know it seems like every start, Sandy, how he gets better as the game Why do you think that is? He trains like that. I mean, like tomorrow's workout for him will be ridiculous. Like he'll be in the weight room a couple hours, um, and he says that he trains to go nine. He, he's he's built to go nine. And honestly, if it was a different time in the game, he's probably throwing 130, 135 easy. Um, and that's just the way it would have – nobody would have said anything. Uh, now I know it's not quite the case, and you got to be careful with, with guys. Um, but, it, you know, he, he trains himself to be able to do that. He's got a smooth delivery where it, you don't see a lot of stress. It's like not max effort. I've, I've said it many times. When Sandy's pitching, it's like he's playing catch at 98. And it's it's just easy, right? Not that it's still not stress on his arm and everything else, but I think the way he takes care of himself, the way he prepares is is special. In a day and age where there are a lot of short starts for starters, five innings, six innings, to have a guy with that ment- that old school mentality, just the benefit of having that, and just how much how much what is it like being able to manage a guy like that, especially? No, it's it's huge. There's there's been a number of games this year where we come into a game, and and this really wasn't one of them. That your bullpen's a little bit beat up, and and you kind of you just know Sandy's going. It's it's almost like he's going six right on a bad day. He ends up going six, and if he's clean, I mean you you're get you've got a good shot at getting eight or seven or eight at least. So, you know that's such a value. Um, I've heard a lot of guys say it. You know, a, a guy like that makes makes your bullpen just so much better because if you get a couple of those guys in your rotation, there's days where you're not asking a lot out of those guys and you're keeping your pin rested. You mentioned obviously special stuff. He has, I think, his changeups, <clears throat> sliders, fastball, the velocities for those. There's only one of two pitchers. He's one of them in the majors. Just have you know your years of baseball seen the kind of repertoire that he has often. You know? Well, I mean, I don't think you see too many guys like like this over time. There's guys out there with great stuff, and they've been really good pitchers for a long time. Um, but this is not. This hasn't been like you know. He didn't come to the big leagues with four pitches. You know, he's he's worked hard at you know getting his slider to turn the way he wants it. Um, you know, when he first came up, it was pretty much two seam most of the time. He's you know he's worked hard on being able to throw the four at the top of the zone. Um, you know, no, our our guys up top didn't like his changeup when he first came up, and you know I thought Mel did a great job with him. He he just wouldn't let that happen, not let him keep using it. Uh, he's developed that, so he's worked hard to make his repertoire bigger. And honestly, just the way he works has changed. I mean, number of conversations early on in his career that I remember having in the office, you know, about how you have to work and how you have to work in between starts and. He didn't have a great routine when he first came up. He had great stuff, um, but he's worked very hard to to get where he's at right now. 
then with him in, in the first inning, he walked a guy, he also allowed a double. And it seems like every time he has a, a start of the game like that, uh, when he allows runners in the first inning, then he comes back and finds a way to to bounce back. What do you see of him in those type of situations? Well, like a lot of starters, right, we've talked about this, that first inning can be rough. And, um, you know, when he gets out of that, I tell Jake, that may have been their best shot right there. And because once he gets rolling, and, they, and it really wasn't, they had more shots just because they made him work and they had some guys out there. But if he gets out of those things without a run and he gets on a roll, you know, that's when you see him roll through games and his pitch count gets down, stays down. But um, so, you know, when he gets through that first, you're just like, uh-oh, right? You, you know something could, could be going on. How nice was it to see that free and easy ninth by Scott? The matchup just play out right there for you guys too? Yeah, I mean, they're, they were um, – they they they're they're a little banged up. Usually, you see those guys with the four, sometimes even five man bench, and they and they can pinch hit a bunch of spots. Um, you know, I know they got some bereavement stuff and some guys on the IL, so their mixture's not quite the same. They had a lot of lefties, so uh, today the the lineup they had, you know, it played to lefties at the end of the game. Uh, thoughts on the offense against Wood, and then to get a run in the second and be able to tack on a couple insurance runs in the sixth. Yeah, the two late were were huge. Uh, obviously, Aggie and Miggy's hits are, are big. Of, you know, getting us an extra one would feel better if we get to, you know we get second and third there with uh, I think it's one out and we don't we don't get one there. You you know the way our games have been going, you just never know. So you you like to be able to get as many as you can. But I thought the guys you know for what happened to us. You know, just the kind of two games we played yesterday, uh, getting in really, you know, 5.30 in the morning. You know, guys probably weren't getting home till 6.30. Light's probably already up. So these guys did a nice job of being ready to play today. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 3-0 win over the Giants last night. And before we hear from last night's ace on the mound, the ace, Sandy Alcantara, let's take a quick commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Sandy Alcantara, who improved to 6-2 this season and his ERA dipped below 2 after a terrific performance last night. Sandy, seven innings of scoreless ball. How are you able to keep them off balance today? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, God, for keeping me out in the game and let me do my job. I mean, um, pretty good, you know. I think, especially when you win, you know, that's what we're all, all we're looking for: win the game, you know. And we battle tonight. Can you 
um, the fifth game in a row that you use over um, that you pitched with more than 100 pitches. Is that something you pay attention to, and how do you prepare, whether it's in between starts during the off season, to be able to handle that kind of workload? Uh, I mean, I think that's not enough for me. You know, <laughs> I think I'm ready through more than that. You know, but. I mean, my preparation that I have between story, you know, I think that helped me a lot. You know, I mean, you know, I think I've been doing a great job. You know, try to to put everything in the same spot. You know, and try to to go outside and compete. In How many pitches? Inning, you go. Go. In the fifth inning, you recorded your 500 career strikeout. What does that milestone mean to you? Uh, that's mean a lot. You know, I think uh, I'm not like a, a high strikeout strikeout guy. You know, but I mean. Just want to say thank you, God, for letting me go there, you know, and I hope God gave me the opportunity to keep going more. How many pitches do you think you can throw in the game? You did 111 today, you did 115 a couple starts ago. What do you think would be the maximum for you? 130, 150. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I want. Because I want to finish all game, you know. When I got opportunity to be outside, you know, I, I give my 100% for my team. And they got your pitch count up pretty high through the first four innings. What were they doing to... Basically extended bats there. Uh, they they are aggressive to me today, you know. But I gotta take advantage of that, you know. Try to to make a great pitch, you know, and attack them. You know, try to not miss a lot and execute my my best stuff. <clears throat> Throw your sinker a bit more today than like usual, I guess this season. What was working best for you, maybe? I think uh, everything was good tonight. No, everything was good, but my two seam was uh, amazing, you know, because I was throwing both sides to the lefty and righty, and you guys see what I did? did you, you flew back earlier before the team, or yesterday? Uh, yeah, I got here like ten forty, you know. But we, I, I'm stuck on the plane for like hour and forty minutes, you know. And I get to my house like one in the morning last night. Is this the best you felt in your career? <laughs> nah, nah. You know, I feel my best when I win, when I throw my complete game, and when I win. Why do you think you, uh, Donnie keeps on mentioning he thinks you get stronger as this, your game goes on? Why do you think you get better in those later innings? Because I know how, how to use my pitch and how to use my billow. You know, I just gotta not, not try to do too much in the first fifth, fifth or fourth inning. You know, then after that, you just try to, to go the most hard I can. Were you happy that Donnie let you go back out on the seventh after you were already at 104 before that? I always feel happy when they give me the opportunity, you know, because they know they believe in me and they they, they know that I can finish the game. What was it like seeing the defense behind you, Luke making the catch in the, for the first down that inning and then what Miggy was able to do the end of the inning? Uh, Luke uh, and Miggy, they, those guys make a great play behind me. You know, I think everybody was uh, great behind me and tried to, to cut the ball, tried to execute the play, you know, but... I think we did a, pre a pretty good job today. Donnie, uh, Sandy, Donnie said when you were younger, you always had great stuff, but it's your work ethic that's taken you to the next level. When did that click for you? Uh, I think uh, since the the morning gave me the opportunity to be here for the first time. You know, I think uh, I put my mind in the right spot. You know, try to, like I said, try to put everything together. You know, do my left and try to work in hard to get better. And now I am. So tomorrow. You know, the day after a start, what what will you be doing? Working out, what kind of stuff? Yeah, working out in the gym for two hours and thirty minutes. You want to see? You can you can come tomorrow. <laughs> Sandy Alcantara after the Marlins three nothing win over the Giants last night at Lone Depot Park. The Marlins and the Giants will do it again tonight at six forty. Eliezer Hernandez goes opposite of the right-hander Alex Cobb. Will hit the air at six ten for the six forty first pitch on the Miami Marlins radio network, driven by Auto Nation.